From Fortress Fund Managers, this is Do It For Grantly, a podcast where we speak with women and men in Barbados about their grantlees and other money matters. I'm Kim Howard, Marketing Manager at Fortress, and my co-host is Omar Kennedy. Hello, listeners. An entrepreneur, author, and former financial manager. Today, we're pleased to bring you On The Rise as we continue our discussions around the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll be joined by radio and TV producer and presenter, Alex Jordan, along with the newest member of the Fortress family, Client Relations Associate, Crystal Dowell. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. So let's get to it. Financial security doesn't grow on trees. It's built brick by brick with smart investments and a strong partner. To retirement, education, and whatever your future may hold, we say, bring it on. At Fortress Fund Managers, we're not afraid of the hard work, long hours, or steady saving, just like you aren't. We know better than anyone that you can't just hope for good luck. Call Fortress Fund Managers on 435-7777 to build your personal fortress. Your future, our business, Fortress. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Do It For Grantly. I'm Kim Howard. And I'm Omar Kennedy. And today we have with us Crystal Dowell, who is one of my colleagues from Fortress Fund Managers. Hi, Crystal. Hi. (laughs) And we have Alex Jordan, who is a well-known and seasoned broadcast journalist. Hi, Alex. Hi. Hi, guys. All right. Good to have you both here. And just to let everyone know that Do It For Grantly is a podcast brought to you by Fortress Fund Managers. We've been operating in Barbados. That's Fortress, not Do It For Grantly, since 1996. And we provide mutual funds to both individual and corporate investors. Omar, could you tell us a little bit more about what mutual funds are? That's that's easy. Um, A mutual fund is an investment product which pulls together money from investors, that is you, the public, and puts it in one big pot. So once your money is in your pot, Fortress uses their expertise in finance and, and wealth management to invest your monies all over the world for you. It works on the principle of not putting all of your eggs in one basket, diversification. So whereas if you're investing on your own, you may only invest in companies you know about or you may like, Fortress can invest literally in hundreds of different um, companies across the world, dozens of different countries to maximize your potential return while minimizing any potential losses. If you're new to the podcast, you may not know that we already have 20 previous episodes on all sorts of topics, including family money matters, investing in your health, empowering female investors, just check it out, fortressfund.com slash podcast, and you can listen to all our past episodes. Now, ladies, our special guest, we started this new season with a very pragmatic discussion around the COVID-19 pandemic and the impact that it's had and will continue to have on the global economy. Uh, For this episode, we want to bring things home a little bit, and we wanted to discuss, you know, a bit more of the human element. So we have both Crystal and Alex to give their perspective um, on things that have been happening in their professional and working lives. Crystal, I'm going to start with you. You're the Client Relations Associate at Fortress. Tell us how long have you been with Fortress. Let's go there first. I've been with Fortress about nine months. Wow. (laughs) So you're literally a baby to the company. I am. am. Um, and And you came at a very interesting time. So I would say you had a bit of a baptism by fire. How did things change for you? Because we, at Fortress, we shifted to working from home. Everyone moved to working from home in March. I think it was sometime towards the end of March. How was it for you? Um, it was definitely a shift. Um, as I came on 
as, as you said, I've, I haven't been here very long. Um, and when the pandemic um, forced us to work from home, I was still in a stage where I was learning. Um, so it was a challenge just applying what I've learned to being efficient and effective and, you know, delivering the best I could um, to clients and my colleagues. What exactly do you do? Currently, I deal with client inquiries. I deal with anything that they would need in regards to um, forms, um, questions about mutual funds, just having a more um, in-depth understanding of what it is exactly that we do. Um, Also, regarding registered retirement savings plan, um, pension clients, all of that, um, I'm able to advise them um, and also like determine their risk tolerance and have a a relatable conversation with them so that we could um, get a real in-depth understanding of um, what exactly it is that they're interested in. Okay. How easy or difficult was that to do from home? It was definitely um, a shift for me because they're, they're, everybody has their own function within our office um, and I work across a spectrum. So it's, it was more of... Um, communication we really had to rely on each other for communication a lot um, especially with pensions uh, with the growth funds and such everybody was always a message away a call away so like we definitely stepped up the game in that regard okay and Alex can you tell us a little bit I mean you work as a broadcaster primarily um, what has it been like for you since the lockdown happened in Barbados? What's it been like for you? I think regionally it's been very challenging. I think we have our cases are better. I think in the region we've done well, better than the rest of the world. But we don't know at this stage whether that is climate or you know what that is. Um, I, I think we've done well, and I think we're doing well. Like for we're I'm a good example. We are right now in Trinidad in a bubble, sporting bubble, uh, biosecure bubble. I'll just tell you about that really quickly. Um, this was a big deal because Trinidad has been has had their borders closed f- since the pandemic for a long time, and they only opened the borders to let in this Caribbean Premier League cricket, the CPL, right? Hundreds and hundreds of us coming from around the world to, to Trinidad. So I thought to myself, I don't know how they're going to get that do, but here we go. So <laughs> I got to Grandy Adams International. That was spooky because we're the only people in the whole airport. And I thought, okay, fair enough. We got on the Caribbean Airlines flight and the flight attendants are in hazmat suits. That was my first sign that, okay, we are definitely taking this thing seriously. We landed in PRCO. You come off the plane and, and everybody's in hazmat suits. And we were, were ushered through onto the tarmac, onto buses, straight to the hotel. So, you know, there have been no stones left unturned. You know, every our bags are sprayed down every time we go to the ground and come back. We're made to wear masks, social. The first week we were in Trinidad, we couldn't leave our rooms. Wow. I challenge you all, eight days <laughs> inside. <laughs> so I, everyone is making an effort. But you see, it is such a fluid situation. You have to have empathy for leaders. Well, what do you know? We don't know enough. We just have to try our best. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's been a crazy time. So I'd like to ask um, Crystal the same question. You know, um, what do you think about what's been going on regionally? How do you compare to Barbados and has it affected you in how you do your own work? Um, I would say that in Barbados, we did a pretty good job in terms of social distancing, you know, following the general protocols. People have been pretty understanding. It's been really hectic on everyone. It's been a change for sure. And 
after a certain point, everybody started to get frustrated and we saw a lot of people not adhering to the protocols, but then our Mia came out and she, you know, put down her foot and she said, we need to do this. This is for us. This is for our general well-being." And everybody took it seriously. And I have to admire Bajans for rallying together in that way. It's, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> never experienced anything like that. I'm, 26 so the fact that people can rally <laughs> that people can rally together like that is is really moving it's a you. great point yeah <laughs> we, we're well-behaved people i think that that is one of the things that has come out of this pandemic i mean we've known that all the time barbados is a conservative society a rule following society but it never has served us better right really quickly to what crystal said about she was amazed to see because I have to speak personally that there, there came a point where I was over it. I was over it. And I saw this wonderful PSA that said, you may be over it, but it's not over. Mm. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. That timing was perfect for showing you that for sure. <laughs> I guess it showed all of us as well that, you know, there's always something bigger than us, you know, our own personal beliefs, our own personal feelings. Sometimes when it comes down to the greater good, Sometimes you have to take a backseat to what you want or you believe you need to make sure that everything is supposed to be the way it's supposed to be. But even thinking like that, Omar, we've seen elsewhere in the world where people cannot put themselves in that position. They cannot that there is a greater good to be served. They're only interested in their own good. I remember I saw an interview where this one was like, I'm ready to get my hair cut. I'm like, ma'am. Ma'am, we all, we all would like to get our hair cut. So true. <laughs> when, they clo- when they close the beaches, like yeah. I, social media went mad with people taking pictures of people in the sea. How come they can go in the sea? And I, can't? <laughs> I don't want to point out people because I, I would have to say, I have to own up to that. I, me, I, myself, Alex Jordan, I, I remember the first time I went to the grocery and the line was around the block. Everything inside of me. I kept looking at the front of the line saying, I, I'm me, I, I also have to wait. I I ain't on a body up the front like a give me a little. I found myself like, and that was self-discovery. Look, that mirror pointed back at me. Look at you, you entitled so-and-so. Who you, you, oh, oh, you must get to the front of the line. You don't I need a put up. I deserve a put up. No, man. Well, I I turned away from a couple of those lines. They were like, yeah, there's nothing on this grocery list that I have to have today. I'm out. I will come back. And it was weird because they seem to have like strange windows where sometimes you'd come by the supermarket and the line would be around the end of the building. And then other times it'd be like three people. So then I just developed the thing of, right, well, if I have to go to the hardware store and the supermarket, I'm going to go drive by the supermarket if it's busy go to the hardware store and come back. And quite often I just seem to land in the right window, but it was, it was a difficult, it was a difficult mm. situation to adjust to. Um, but I do think you're right, Alex, in terms of us being well-behaved. Sometimes I wish we weren't so well-behaved, but I appreciated that in this in scenario. Moment. I spoke to J- Jason Holder yesterday. Jason Holder mm-hmm. was saying to me that he has the West Indies cricket captain. Or, that's right. That's right. Yeah. A Bar- Barbadian who is the West Indies mm-hmm. cricket captain. He told me how one of his big learning moments around that supermarket thing was actually, I'm not going to buy my vegetables in the supermarket. I'm mm. going to give that small farmer. He said a real awakening happened for him. Not so that was an economic boon, right? Where you're spreading wealth, giving mm-hmm. the small. And then he he just made such great points. He was like, I go in there for a few select things, but if I'm buying fish, the fisherman is getting my money. Right. And, and the and the small small business person is getting my money. So 
That mm-hmm. was a real nice awareness, I think, that has seeped into some of the population. Wonderful, yeah, I agree. I hope that it will continue. Yeah, supporting our local farmers and just being more reliant on yourself. Like I started baking breads and pastries and doing all of these things because we couldn't go to the supermarket to buy them. The the bakeries were burst. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, boy, we love flour, don't we? Self-reliant. Kim, <laughs> that's another podcast for another time. What, another- flour? Number one killer, diabetes. <laughs> Eating the wrong things all mm-hmm. the time, our people. I think I think though that 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 has many layers in that those things tend to be cheaper, tend to be quicker. So the fact that yeah, that we import so many of our fruits and vegetables, I mean we could go down a whole rabbit hole on that one. But yeah, I think and I'm not convinced on the cheap point. I think that the cheaper point is maybe a truism but there are things that are healthy that are also cheap it's just that it doesn't give us the same emotional full belly satisfaction mm-hmm. the endorphins they aren't there mm-hmm. right food. Yeah. but what we mentioned um uh, the ways how we've, we've, we've pivoted and and you ladies seem to have pivoted quite well with, with, with the pandemic well even if it took a little bit of time you know sometimes the biggest growth comes after some pain um so we see a lot of discussion as well regarding the need for um, securing not just a, a, a healthy mind or, or body, but a, a healthy financial future. Um, Crystal, um, as, as a client relations associate, and you're on your front line for all these discussions uh, with existing clients, even new clients, how, how have you been coping on the business level, you know, um, are persons panicking? Do they want to pull their money? Do they want to invest their money because they realize no that they need a nest egg. And I will use this as a plug to say that you know a mutual funds are a fantastic way to build a nest egg for a rainy day or any year, like what we've been having right now. You know, because you're putting down money and you're letting Fortress build your your, your portfolio for you. So so how 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 has it been? Um I would say I've been getting a lot of um, questions regarding if it's a good time to invest. And the answer is it's always a good time to invest, especially when share prices are depressed. It's an excellent time to keep investing, not specifically just for that point. In order to see the growth that you want, you need to continuously invest. I also heard a lot of um, questions and comments about the financial uncertainty, you know, job security, that kind of stuff. Um, and I've been telling people that it's a bad time to redeem um, not to do it when it's low, that also relates, like, leads to panic selling. And that could lead to a further decline in pricing. And that could just generally have a massive impact negatively for not just us, but globally. And it's very important to know your um, level of risk aversion. This, this period of time taught everyone that, especially with the equity type fund, um, it's very volatile in nature. So I've seen a lot of um, decrease in risk tolerance and I try my best to assess and figure out what the client needs and how best to advise them in regards to their concerns. We recognize that there's risk involved in investing. I mean, there's risk involved in getting out of bed. So mm-hmm. what what is it that is problematic about risk aversion. I mean, we're taught to like avoid things that could be dangerous to us. You don't cross the road when traffic is coming because there's a risk you get knocked down. So you wait until the cars have cleared. So what is it about risk aversion? Because that's risk aversion that would be problematic for us in in the 
mutual fund investment world? Well, luckily for us, um, mutual funds are generally well diversified um, geographically and in terms of our holdings. So a lot of the risks that we take on is actually diversified away. Um, Mm -hmm. That's the benefit of a mutual fund in addition to others, of course. Um, But risk aversion definitely has an impact on your, your life cycle where you are financially, um, the age you are currently, you know, some, like when you get older, um, you become, you, I guess you start to take less risk. Um, so that definitely has an impact on the type of investments you'd be doing in terms of diver- splitting it between the growth fund and the high interest fund. Okay, so so, from, so what you're saying just now is the growth fund, that maybe for persons who are younger and can take a bit more risk and the high interest is for persons who may be older or less tolerant to risk. Is that how it works? Um, it, that too, but also um, it all depends on how willing you, like, you know, there's high risk, high reward, that kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, so it also depends on a personal level. So like those are the general um, def- like defining um, terms and characteristics for some people, but um, for me personally, um, I believe that I have a longer time horizon to see the kind of return that I would like when I am of a certain age. So I'm more aggressive in nature, and I feel like being aggressive as soon as you can be can be very, very, very beneficial to yourself in the long run in terms of financial planning budgeting all of that i mean and that makes sense um there's you have less commitments at a younger age there are less things that you have to risk at that point so yeah i understand that thanks crystal we came through lockdown we've worked through all of these different challenges that we had the supermarket lines the adjusting to working from home etc um what have you seen in terms of the the response of clients in terms of their willingness to apply for accounts or to set up new accounts or have you how have you gone about managing those expectations i've communicated that these are uncertain times and mm-hmm. they're feeling uncertain so is the stock market and a global level the same way how we are experiencing difficulty so are a lot of local places and um companies in the states and throughout the world i have also communicated that it's not the time to panic because as we are a long-term vehicle we panic does not lead to anything beneficial for them either it could have a negative impact on the market and on their financial gains as you might see a depression in your account balance right now but that's paper losses if you were to react and um, redeem at that point that would be real losses <laughs> true okay paper losses versus real losses got it and so for a lot of people alex you know the idea of traveling i know for me right now is a distant thought walk us through the process of the you know your decision to go ahead to to journey to trinidad and to to just function in that space well, um, as we're discussing, so many things changed in this year. And uh, it was interesting to hear Crystal 
talk about that thing about panicking and also to, to reference the difference between when you're younger and your kind of investment and the older and the kind of investment. Because basically I felt as if, okay, well, nothing is sure. I have to live right now. I have to live in this very moment. I have to, you know, we, we lost a lot of sort of high, high profile people this year as well. Kobe Bryant's death particularly influenced the sporting world because he was so full of life uh, and, and such a, an inspiration to so many people. And I felt as if, well, uh, okay, I'm not planning more than 24 hours ahead right now. <laughs> 24 hours is my, is my thing. So when the, the CPL, we didn't know if this tournament was going ahead until maybe 10 days before I flew out. And I remember people saying to me, so CPL happening and stuff. And I would say, yeah, we think so. But emotionally inside myself, I was like planning as if it weren't. This was not going to bring me more personal disappointment. This was, <laughs> all right. I was going to this. I decided that. No, no, no. So when I said it was going, the flight wasn't going to deter me. Right. I am. Um, I'm not fearful. I am following all the guidelines and the protocols. So we know it's out there. We know that there's a risk. But, you know, I, I have I have. It's again, it's what Mia Motley put so beautiful. It's a balance between preserving life and preserving livelihood, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I, I have to look after myself. I have to still be earning money. And um, a lot of my money I earn outside of Barbados. And Alex, you would have said, you know, CPL would have been a, an opportunity for you to get back out there to earn. But there would have been other opportunities that would have been on the table this year that have you know, have been canceled. Can you tell us a little bit how about that has impacted you and your finances? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting to be on a fortress. Uh, <laughs> was it? Do it for Grantly. First of all, great name. Do it for Grantly. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> laugh every time I hear it. It's so good. It's so good. And the truth is, is that I have not been great with money. Um, we can assess why that is. I've never had to worry about money. I have a very middle class background. I came, uh, was very... Uh, I was helped. My parents passed on wealth to me. So I was never really that interested in money or focused around money, of course, until it started disappearing. And 2020 would have been the, the real example of that because 2020 was scheduled to be the year that I doubled my income. I was scheduled to make double what I've ever made in my life. So I was quietly confident about that. I'm thinking this is going to be amazing. <laughs> I, I had the Olympics in Tokyo for sports max. I had West Indi about five or six West Indies tours within the West Indies. I had, uh, you know, work on the ground in Barbados. I had some sports max things. I was set. And I mean, cancel, 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 cancel. So now I'm probably making on this CPL gig, right? On this CPL gig, I am making just under 20% of what I made last year. Wow. And when I heard the cricketers, you know, I've spoken to a few of the cricketers, these guys making whatever, 120 grand or whatever for this this five weeks. And they're upset because they're only getting 70% of what they got last year. <laughs> I, I, I have, I, I it's a, what I like to call know your place day. Mm. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry for you. Just 120 grand? How are you going to cope? <laughs> uh, I, I, I literally am making money that will cover my expenses. It, this the CPL gig for me was an investment. So I, I think I understood when Crystal talked about paper versus, uh, she said what, paper real loss. Paper right, real loss. loss. So I'm making enough money to cover my bases, but really and truly this was an investment in myself. Half a billion people are watching this broadcast. That's a ha 600 million. So I feel as if, well, okay, I don't make the money I, I was going to make, but this is an investment in future gigs for me.
Wow. Um, that definitely is very sobering, especially, you know, when we consider, we talked in our first episode for this season about the impact that this pandemic has had on our national insurance system. Oh my goodness. The fact that, you know, there's unprecedented levels of unemployment and subsequently unprecedented levels of unemployment claims. And it may very well continue for some time, um, which, you know, is concerning on many levels. So, it is it is it is of concern when when we know that our bottom lines are all affected absolutely yeah. uh, crystal i would like to to ask you something similar um what about your own personal finances you know how 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 are you viewing your cash are you living more for today are you putting down more to save for tomorrow what what how has covid changed your own personal relationship with money i would say that it's actually reinforced um my goals that i want things that i would like to achieve um i started investing more during that period of time i took my own advice <laughs> yeah, <good>. nice <laughs> so um in that regard, um, it strengthened it. I've been taught to be more self-reliant on myself and not look externally. Not that I did before, but, you know, there was always the chance and there was always support of family and all of that. And I realized that I need to be more independent and not look for something to catch me. I, yeah, <laughs> I should be, I should be sufficient enough to take care of myself and, um, even down the line. So financial independence, it, re- it definitely enforced my want and need for financial independence. Understood. It's such a great point, Crystal. I, I heard you make it a little earlier. That idea of increased self-reliance, I mean, financial and otherwise, That I think that was a big thing coming out of the pandemic because I am, you, you are a very wise young woman. And uh, you said, you, you, not that you were before. I certainly was before. I relied on so many people to help me with things and to do that. And I have a guy for that. And I, and I, I, you know, I had to acquire a few new skills. Okay. For example, makeup. I've been hating makeup since 1976, right? I mean, <laughs> long, long time. And in fact, you know, part of a gig like this, they provide makeup for me. So I have a very good girl here in Trinidad. I was so looking forward to seeing her every time she does my face. I'm like, okay, I look a million dollars. It's going to be awesome. And then at the last minute, they told me she can't come in the bubble. So what had to happen was she went out, bought makeup for me in Port of Spain, dropped it at the security gate. They spray it down. It got in my room and she called me on video call at 530 in the morning to try to talk me through. Let me tell you, the tears were welling up in my eyes. She's like, that's not going to help the eyeliner. Can we (laughs) But of course, here we are now in the last week of the tournament. And now I can do a basic face. And I think to myself, Alex, what were you waiting on? You know, I can't do it like her, but there's mm-hmm. now a level of understanding and capacity, Crystal, mm-hmm. that I'm not relying necessarily on other people to help me. And an appreciation as well. I would oh, assume. deep appreciation. If you hear I cast the doctor, I was yeah. like, my, my man, people go to school for years to study this. This isn't something that is like, because people disrespect things like that, makeup, you know. Makeup mm-hmm. is a professional business. Ask Rihanna. It is, a, <laughs> it is the kind of business that... It is very specific and subtle and it's art. And, and, and to suggest that I could do it disrespects makeup artists. <laughs> it's how I feel about um, beauty queens who become TV presenters. I'm like, that is outrageous. Just because you're beautiful does not mean that you're a good broad, uh, broadcaster or person in the mic, you know? It's like these things are skills. These things are honed. 
And, and there you go. Yeah, that, that really is another topic in a direction that we could go in. I was going down a wrong road. No, 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 no. But I, I also feel very strongly about people who like, you know, assume that, well, I could do that. That's easy. Yeah. And with disregard, not that, not, not out of a place of self-assurance and self-reliance, but out of a place of, Never really, yeah. Never really do that hard, yeah. And it is. <laughs> it's very hard. And you yeah. can imagine, you can imagine for my work, getting on the radio or getting on TV and chatting. People are like, "Oh, she doesn't really work." You know, it, it actually is work. Yes. Yeah, I did. I did broadcast journalism for about I don't know three months. So I have a lot of respect for people who can get on and do a whole shift and talk all the time. Because I, that is the thing that I discovered. Oh, I don't mind talking when I want to talk. But the idea of having to turn on mic and find something to say and talk about it and with enthusiasm and not just be disinterested is, is hard work. And especially yeah. if you're having a bad day, especially, you oh, know, like, you know I don't want to be here, you know. And it, impact, it, it impacts your job and, and your own financial well-being because if you do not put your best face forward, you know, for Crystal, if in the time of complete uncertainty like what we went through earlier in the year and she's not on her A game to, 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 to massage... The, the, the scared investors, you know, if they did not feel the passion and the strength come out of her because she had a bad morning, they may want to pull out, which can cause a run or whatever have you. And, you know, over something which is only temporary. We've, we go through crises all the time. In the last 20 or 30 years, we've had five or six major crises which have affected the stock market in a significant way. And, you know, persons may see them and they may panic, but because we're professionals, and Alex, you're a professional too, we understand that when people are hearing your voice on your radio, they, they, they want to hear you in your chirpy best of moods because, you know, the ad revenues, because everyone wants to hear Alex, and they will hear the ads in between, and people continue to listen to the radio station. So these things really affect the outlook of the clients on your business. Well, it's been quite a time and quite a discussion. I, I really appreciate both Alex, both you and Crystal taking the time to talk to us this morning. Alex, from your bubble there in Trinidad, <laughs> how much longer have you got there? We got like another week and a half of CPL? No, or? no, no. We This is it now. It's on oh. Tuesday, the semifinals. Thursday's the final, God willing. And Friday, God on 9-11, we fly out. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we don't even, we're not even hearing anything here about that. You're going to fly out and all is going to be well. Certainly. Thank you for having me so much. It's so interesting to hear your perspectives, Crystal. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. It was lovely meeting you also. All right. So that's it for Do It For Grantly this week. Um, thank you listeners for tuning in to On The Rise. And we are going to be back next week. And we want to hear some of the ways that you've been forced to switch things up related to your work and finances since lockdown. So please send us your feedback and join us next week for an all new episode, Panic or Pivot, where we discuss how two local businesses have swiftly adapted their models to combat the COVID-19 pandemic. Do It For Grantly is a production of Fortress Fund Managers. You can listen to and download all our episodes in all the good places podcasts are available or on our website, fortressfund.com. That's fortressfund.com where you can also find this episode's show notes explaining all the financial terms we mentioned in the show. Remember, we want to hear from you. Tell us, what are some of the ways you've been forced to switch things up with your work or finances since lockdown? Send us a voice note at fortressfund.com slash podcast, email us at info at fortressfund.com, or send us a message on Facebook or Instagram at Fortress Fund Managers. You never know, we might just feature your response in an upcoming episode. Until next time, I'm Kim Howard. And I'm Omar Kennedy. Thanks for listening.